You're listening to Veterinary Vertex, a podcast of the AVMA Journals. In this episode, we chat about water depth and speed for horses trotting on a water treadmill with our guest, Claudia Fercetto. Hi, thank you very much for inviting me. Claudia, your AJVR article discusses how water depth and speed may have an opposite effect on the trunk vertical displacement and horses trotting on a water treadmill. Please share with our listeners the background on this study. <clears throat> yes, of course. Um, so this is the first published uh, study with a biomechanical analysis of horses trotting on a water treadmill at uh, different conditions of water depth and speed. And why we carry out this study, it's a quite long story, but um, I will try to briefly explain that. Probably everybody knows this, but for the past 15 years, there's been a growing interest in the water treadmill, which is today a very popular training or rehabilitation modality for horses. And we know that uh, the locomotion of horses is different when moving in water compared to overground. This is because there are additional forces acting on the musculoskeletal system due to the presence of water like the buoyancy that reduces the body weight and the drag force that opposes to the forward movement of the horse and so increases the workload needed for moving in water. And basically, we can influence these forces by selecting the water depth and the belt speed. So it's possible to design different protocols uh, depending on the individual horse condition and on the desired effects. But this is also why the choice of the appropriate protocol is a common concern among veterinarians and professionals because, because there are a lot of uh, possibilities. Fortunately, the scientific research on this area has also grown considerably. And thanks to that, uh, today we have um, first the guidelines for using the water treadmill and also a consensus statement uh, published in uh, 2021. A nice picture on the use of a water treadmill in equine practice was also, and mostly in European countries, was also given by an international survey uh, made in the UK in 2018. It was interesting because it highlighted that um, indeed the protocol used in practice are variable uh, and so the indications for using this modality. But generally the walk is the gate most used, especially for rehab. Um, but also trotting on a water treadmill is possible and the clinicians or trainers mainly use uh, this exercise to, to improve the fitness and condition of horses. However, looking at the literature, we can see that most of the studies published on the water treadmill are realized in horses walking at slow speed, uh, usually from 2 to 3 kilometers per hour. So it's a um, lower speed uh, than the speed actually used in practice. And uh, there are approximately 10 studies um, analyzed that analyzed the locomotion uh, of the horses at the walk on a water treadmill, but only two preliminary studies that uh, analyze the water, uh, the, the trot underwater. So it's clear that uh, there is a lack of objective data about horses trotting in water. And um, the first question we had when designing our research was why the trot has not been studied so far. So we had um, uh, several explanations to that. A first reason was that water treadmill is uh, usually considered for a rehab program 
and um, a rehabilitation program usually start at the work. So this is more focus on um, there is more focus on this gate. A second reason was that um, uh, in general kinematic studies with skin markers are considered the gold standard for uh, gait analysis, but um, it's difficult to, to use this method by moving in water at uh, high speed. Fortunately, other technologies like um, waterproof accelerometers are now available and uh, they are easier to, to use for that. Another reason was that uh, not all the water treadmills can reach um, uh, trotting speeds. And finally, the consensus uh, statement published in 2021, the clinicians working on this area stated that trotting in water um, doesn't give additional benefits to the horse and may overuse the machine. So uh, based on their experience, there is no reason to recommend uh, this type of uh, exercise. And of course, these considerations are important uh, to consider, but in our opinion, it was still interesting to have um, more scientific and objective data to know what the positive and negative effects are related to this. And especially because trotting in water is not uh, rarely used to train horses. Uh, for example, in uh, some countries like uh, here in uh, Normandy, in France, uh, trotting on the beach is commonly integrated in training programs and uh, and can be considered quite a similar situation uh, to water treadmills. So trotting in water deserves more attention, and this is why our study. Uh, so we used the six um, uh, sound uh, standard horses and uh, accelerometers placed on, uh, on the back and pelvis to measure the dorsoventral movement of the trunk, while the horses were trotting uh, um, at three different water depths. So we used a low water level uh, at the mid cannon bone, an intermediate one at the mid radius, and the highest water level was at the shoulder. And true trotting speeds um, at 3.5 meters per second was the, the slow trot, and 5 meters per second the, the faster trot. And this is only a part of a big project, so we started with the analysis of the trunk movement, uh, but there are a lot of things that uh, we can still do. <laughs> For example, we also placed accelerometers on the limbs of the same horses. So uh, I hope that uh, we will also conclude this part very soon. Thank you. So now we know a bit more about the study. What were some of the important findings from this study? Yeah. Um, I think that uh, the important findings to remember at the that the trunk the, uh, dorsoventral movement of the trot can be modified by selecting the water depth and the belt speed. So it's, it's important to consider both parameters and that they have mainly opposite effects because um, by increasing the water depth from dry to an intermediate water level, I mean um, up to the, to the radius, the dorsoventral movement of the trunk increases compared to trotting on the dry treadmill, while for this same condition, if we increase the, the trotting speed, the vertical displacement decreases. And this is true until the horse has the, the abdomen not completely underwater, because when the water is uh, too high and at the level of the shoulder, this dorsoventral movement uh, um, decreases even if uh, uh, we increase the trotting speed. 
And to better understand these findings and the effect of the water death, we have to imagine that um, the trunk of a horse uh, moves regularly up and down, uh, like a sinusoid during the stance of swing phases. And so this movement is mainly passive at trot and related to the displacement of the abdominal mass. So if a horse is uh, almost completely underwater, this movement is mainly limited. Instead, when the water level is not too high, the horse can step over the water and this vertical movement will increase. And so the, the trunk vertical displacement. And about the effect of the trotting speed, um, we know that from previous studies in horses trotting on a dry treadmill and at increasing speed, that the activity of muscles stabilizing the spine, like the longissimus dorsi and the rectus abdominis muscles, increases linearly with the speed, uh, or with a trot. So limiting, uh, and limiting this vertical uh, displacement of the spine. So this can explain also the results in our study, even in horses uh, trotting in water. And a second important finding was that uh, the main variations uh, of this dorsoventral movement, depending on the water depth and speed, uh, will happen uh, at the thoracolumbar junction, and um, we, this was not previously analyzed. But unfortunately, in this study, we can't say if we, the increase or decrease in the trunk movement is also associated to a more flexion or extension of each spinal segment that we analyzed because we only measured the displacement in centimeter for the, from the acceleration in the dorsoventral axis. But um, hopefully, the measurement of the spinal range of motion with accelerometers has been recently validated in our institution in horses trotting over ground. So it will, it will be possible to measure also underwater in, um, in a second study. Thank you, Claudia. It's really difficult to put hard data behind these sorts of studies, so I appreciate it. Uh, you just spoke on some of the really interesting findings in your manuscript, but what, what was really surprising to you? Um. Uh, it's a good point. I was not surprised about uh, the main findings on the study because we expected such uh, results mostly by experience in using the water treatment and uh, based also on previous uh, tests we, we uh, done by the, the same research team. Uh, but it was also the first time we put at horses uh, trotting on a water treadmill with um, a such high water, I mean until the shoulder, and at such high speed because uh, five meters per second corresponds to uh, 18 kilometers per hour, so it's, it's uh, quite fast. And I was surprised about the tolerance of horses in doing that uh, because they were uh, able to trot without panicking and keeping a regular gait during the protocol. So I was surprised that uh, we didn't have a, a lot of variability in our data uh, during this condition uh, as I ex expected. But I think that uh, we used uh, horses with uh, a very good behavior. They were trotting, uh, trotter horses and maybe with dressage horses, for example, it would be different. And um, the horses were used um, doing uh, exercise in water, um, on the treadmill or um, in the swimming pool. 
So this helped us in doing this uh, protocol. However, I have to say that um, it was not always comfortable for them to trot in high water because there were a lot of uh, waves in the treadmill and uh, the horses tended to elevate the head uh, to avoid the contact with the water. So they tended to uh, sometimes to keep the neck uh, overextended. And this, this uh, should be considered because um, it can be uncomfortable, especially in, um, in horses with uh, cervical pathologies, for example, or uh, with kissing spines in the cranial thoracic uh, region. Yeah, that all makes sense. Mm. It's always nice when you get less variability in clinical data than you expect. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what sparked your interest, your research interest in treadmill, water treadmill for horses? Um. I have always considered the water treadmill very uh, a very interesting modality because uh, it has uh, it uh, has uh, several applications in the rehabilitation or training programs for horses and also other animals like uh, dogs for example so it's uh, particularly useful for veterinarians doing mostly sport uh, medicine or uh, rehabilitation and the water treadmill is use, useful because um, it offers a way to um, exercise a horse in a straight line on a firm surface and um, uh, with uh, the additional benefits of water. For example, in reducing the body weight and the ground direction forces on the distal limb or in stimulating the proprioception neuromuscular function. Or it can be used to improve the range of motion and the muscular activity of some muscle groups, for example. So it's a very interesting modality. And in a water treadmill, uh, there is also more controlled environment uh, compared to swimming pools, for example, because we can control the, um, and adapt the water level and speed and uh, eventually stop the session if uh, there is a good problem. Um, it's also easily available in various centers. And uh, finally, it's a very practical tool in research because we, as we can select the parameters, we can do standardized protocols and uh, we can also analyze the, the locomotion over several strides. So I was um, very happy to have a such a, such a research uh, project uh, on these interesting topics. And I think that um, we have to continue to work on this area uh, to be more confident on its use, especially on clinical cases, because there are very few studies uh, until now on the use of water treadmill uh, in horses with uh, specific uh, pathologies. So we have still, uh, still a lot of things to do. Yeah, thank you. Uh, as an equine surgeon interested in rehab, of course, I love this manuscript. Yeah. <laughs> and we're very pleased that you chose to share it with AJVR. Why did you choose to submit your manuscript to AJVR? Um, we wanted to publish in, in AJVR because, uh, as I said, the water treadmill is a very popular topic in the equine field and more in general in animal uh, physiotherapy. Uh, so we wanted to realize a good quality manuscript with a good impact and uh, to diffuse it worldwide. And uh, this was also a first publication on horses trotting on a water treadmill. So we cared particularly on the success of the manuscript. And uh, I'm very proud that it's now published uh, in a such uh, prestigious journal. And uh, finally, we, we were also surprised about uh, your reactivity in the review. Uh, compared to other journal, and um, we really appreciated that. 
Well, thank you. We strive for a fast and fair review yeah. process for our authors. And we're just really happy again that you share this manuscript with us. Yeah. And to those just joining us on the podcast, we're currently just talking about water treadmill use for horses with our guest, Claudia. So Claudia, how did your advanced training prepare you to write this manuscript? Um, I think that um, to carry out studies, studies like this, it's important to have a solid basis in equine biomechanics, uh, gait analysis, and of course, uh, physiotherapy. So in doing my training in sport uh, medicine, I could focus on these uh, topics during uh, the last three years. And uh, when I started my residency program at the CIRAL, I had also the great opportunity to have a rehabilitation um, center in the facility with a water treadmill. So I was, I was also exposed to uh, some clinical cases that um, helped me in doing my research. And of course, this study would, would not have been possible without a teamwork. Uh, because I was lucky uh, to have technicians and students helping me uh, with the horses during the data collection or to have a medical engineer working me, uh, working with me with, with the sensors in doing uh, the gate analysis and to be under the supervision of uh, expert clinicians. So honestly, um, it was not always simple because I had a lot of work and uh, <laughs> a lot of data to analyze. But uh, I've learned a lot in doing uh, this study, especially thanks to my supervisors, because they always taught me to um, work on the study and on the manuscript step by step. So to focus on the basis first and um, before doing sophisticated things and to be as clear as uh, and simple as possible. So it has been um, a very learning process for me. And uh, I think that uh, the manuscript is a nice representation of that because we recalled some fundamental concepts about uh, the biomechanics of trot, but uh, in water and uh, with a simple and I think well-designed study. So I'm very grateful uh, about that. That's excellent. <laughs> this next set of questions is really important for our listeners. The first one is going to relate to the veterinarian. What is one piece of information the veterinarian should know before discussing water treadmills for horses with a client? Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, I think that veterinarians uh, should be aware about the general indication and contraindications in uh, using the water treadmill because it's, it's very popular uh, in the equine field. There is also a risk of uh, inappropriate use. But for example, possible contraindications are um, the use in um, the acute inflammatory phase of uh, tendons or uh, um, joint injuries, or the presence of uh, wounds or uh, skin problems like uh, dermatitis. That is the, the most common uh, adverse effect also after water treatment sessions, or uh, the presence of um, respiratory or gastrointestinal disease, or severe ataxia and uh, ambulatory problems. And indication can be multiple, as I said, and uh, for a lot of musculoskeletal injuries, and they depend mostly on the water depth and the speed used. So veterinarians can refer to a large number of studies published on this topic to have an idea about the, the best protocol to use. But even if there are, we need references based on um, standardized protocols, 
I think that for uh, clinical cases, it's never the application of our recipe. We have to adapt to a protocol based on the individual horse. So for me, it's very important to, to do an initial assessment of a horse before starting a protocol. Uh, we have to assess, for example, the gait. Uh, um, we have to look for underlying pathologies and assess the horse behavior. Um, this is an important starting point be, um, to assess if uh, the horse is progressing or worsening with the water treatment. And after that, we have to assess the horse periodically during the protocol and eventually adapt uh, the water depth and uh, speed. So even if it takes time, uh, for me it's important uh, if uh, that veterinarians should attend the session when possible and uh, to look at the horse movement and behavior to adapt uh, the session as, um, as the best. And on the other side of the relationship, when we're thinking about yeah. the client, What's one thing the client should know or consider <laughs> around water treadmills for horses? Yeah, um, I think that on the other end, the clients should always ask the veterinarian to assess the horse before starting a protocol to know if there is any contraindication for using a water treadmill or uh, any underlying pathologies that can, can be potentially worsened uh, by the exercise in water. Uh, and uh, with an appropriate uh, water level uh, or speed. So client, client uh, um, should prefer uh, training or rehabilitation centers with a qualified vet monitoring the horse during the session. But I am aware that is not always possible. So if not, it's important to monitor the horse for signs of fatigue, for example, during the session. And it will be a horse um, uh, not moving straight on the treadmill or with a tendency uh, to uh, stumbling or uh, with a decreased protraction of the forelimb or decreased engagement of the hindlimb. And in this case, the speed and the water depth should be decreased or uh, the session stopped. And the same it's for the posture, as I said. Uh, if the head is too elevated, for example, uh, the best is to um, decrease the water depth. Thank you, Claudia. It's really, again, super that you're putting some clear science behind what's really important in our rehab. As we wind down the interview, we like to end with a little bit of a personal question. Yeah. And we'd like to ask you, what is the first concert you attended? <laughs> uh, very nice question. <laughs> so. Uh, um, uh, it was uh, 15 years ago, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, because uh, it was uh, in 2009. And I was in Italy and uh, I took a last time uh, ticket for Coldplay. Uh, so it was, uh, it was the time of uh, Viva la Vida, the, the famous album. And uh, I, I remember that it was so beautiful and uh, I was so touched to be in here. Uh, but I was crying during the concert, uh, uh, during uh, a lot of songs. So it was very, very, very beautiful. Yeah, I'd love to see Coldplay. I heard that they yeah. might need that much more time before they're not going to be touring anymore. So yeah, yeah, I'm very jealous that you got to see them. That's awesome. Uh -huh. And just thank you again, Claudia, for being here today and for also sharing your manuscript with AJVR. Uh, thank you. It was very, a uh, great opportunity for me. Thank you. And to our listeners, you can read Claudia's article on our journal's website. 
I am Sarah Wright with Lisa Fortier. We want to thank each of you for joining us on this episode of the Veterinary Vertex podcast. We love sharing cutting-edge veterinary research with you, and we want to hear from you. Be sure to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen to.